five, dude. What up, everybody? What is good? Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. This is a show where we have the conversations that need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say, damn, dude. Damn, dude. This show really exists to help educate, entertain, and make an impact on the different perspectives and contexts that we have in life. Because I truly believe that the more access we have to different perspectives and contexts, the easier, funner, and doper life is to just navigate through and to fucking enjoy. So, this is season two, episode 93. That makes 193 motherfucking episodes. That means we're coming up on our second year anniversary here pretty soon in if it all adds up correctly, it should be January, but we might be a little ahead of schedule. I don't know. Anyways, I'm your host, California Cal, and uh, welcome to the show. California Cal. That's me. <laughs> um, welcome, you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Grand rising, everybody. I hope you all are settled in and enjoying your rising cinnamon rolls. <laughs> um, today is 11-17. That means November 17th, 2022. It's crazy. At some point, that seemed like it was never going to come. At another point, it seems like, well, yeah, it's only 2022. And then in another time of listening to this, we're going to look back and be like, damn, 2022? That was back in the day. So it's crazy to acknowledge and think about right now, I'm living in back in the day. Like, if I hold up my phone, this thing's going to be so old. It already is old school. The fact that my iPhone only has one camera on the back instead of fucking three. Like, this shit's old as fuck. Like, bougie people or people who care about this shit, like, majorly, they would see my phone and be like, what the fuck? Like, hella fast, right? You look at the computer, the microphone, the way that this sounds. That's crazy. At, at, like, currently, it's pretty high, pretty high quality sound equipment. Excuse me. And in the future, we're going to look at the shit like, damn, they have all that bulky shit around them for, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's interesting how life just fucking like, I don't know, shit comes and goes. And, and at a certain point, phones started getting tiny to the point where they didn't make sense. And then they started making phones big again. So like in the future or looking ahead in time and in life, it's like, is this microphone I'm talking on, is it better that it's bigger? Because we've gone smaller, but we've kind of found also, like, if you're going to record something, you don't record, like, professional music on a tiny microphone on your shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, you use a big-ass microphone. So sometimes it's just better, like, the function is just better to have it bigger. Like, for a, an artist to walk around with, like, a little, I don't know, like, handheld tiny microphone or those artists who wear the little headset thing like it's so funny looking that and it's just weird but um I don't know I think there's like a practicality to it too like I know that if my f my phone can be a hundred times smaller than it is but it's going to be hard to use you know what I mean there's not as much that you can do with it because there's only so much of it that you can touch precisely you know what I mean so it's like with an apple watch it's like it doesn't do everything your phone will do, but it's like, it's like the small version of it, basically, right? So as I look at things and I see as life and technology is evolving, I see how something in particular, which is masculinity is evolving. So is femininity. But I think that what's happening with 
masculinity in particular, because it's what I'm a part of and what I experience. And I mean, I guess as men, we have different parts that are feminine, softer sides of us. But more so, it's like I'm speaking on behalf of the masculine as a man. Um, so <laughs> what I was thinking about was, dude, like masculinity is evolving. Like what it means to be a masculine male now is different than what it used to mean. And like, it has to evolve. So like, it's weird because I see masculinity in certain ways evolving and disappearing and taking new shapes and presenting itself in new places and things that used to be normal are now considered masculine by the newer generation of people. So like, for example, and I'm sure I've talked about this before. I like, I, I really, really love this example. Um, is that when I go to the desert with my oldest son, Nate, we drive around and I'm like, no electronics from this point forward, you know, until, until you want to take, unless you want to take a picture or something. Like, otherwise, we're listening to fucking either nothing or what the fucking CD we're listening to or something, right? Like, we're going old school. And we go out and we just navigate. And I'm like, Nate, I don't know what it is, but something in my mind and my vision and just it just makes sense to me that in the future, it's going to be a super duper attractive trait to know how to go out and explore and to know how to navigate by mountains and just know how to get places like for. I was like, dude, thinking about this, I'm like, dude, kids your age are not going to know how to get places without a GPS. I'm like, bro, the fact that at the time we're having this conversation, maybe probably first when he's like 11, probably. And up to his, you know, throughout all the years, I always bring it up to him like, Nate, which way do we go? And I'll make him navigate us to where we need to go. No GPS, no maps, nothing. And it's like, oh, here's that mountain. Oh, here's that road. Here's that whatever. Here's that street sign. And it's like, I'm making him get out here, out there, I should say. Like, rather than, there's nothing wrong with using technology. But the thing is, is like, we're evolving. And as technology evolves, we have to evolve. Otherwise, we suffer the consequences and the consequences in where we're at in life and day and age this time is panic attacks and anxiety. That's the, that's the result. That's what you get if you don't evolve your masculinity with technology as a man. Anyway, like when we don't honor and evolve our masculinity, like, yeah, out, I used to handle my masculinity by, being intimidating, kind of looking for trouble all the time. I was looking for trouble not to get into trouble, but I would look for trouble in the sense of like, who is there to protect? Because the people around me and the OGs who I had, they weren't on like, oh, go out and bang and this and that. Like if that guy's wearing a red shirt, blue shirt, whatever the fuck, and you know he's not affiliated, leave him the fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you leave whoever the fuck alone. Even if there's other people out and they're banging, just fucking fully flagged up, all that shit. Like, you don't have to fucking even step up and whatever, whoop de woo Like, a lot of the times, the OGs are actually fucking, the OGs of that individual and yourself, they're actually fucking cousins and they know each other and it's like, they would tell you to squash it. So it's like, it's wise to fucking understand and observe more than go and be on the offense and be in attack mode all the time. But like, so I used to put my observation and my masculinity growing up into into looking for fights in a sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I was taught to protect. I wasn't taught to go attack. I was more taught like, 
I grew up doing years of martial arts and it was like, yo, like you protect. That's what this is for. This is for protection. It's not for to go hurt people. It's not for to go start trouble. And it's like, this is to protect you as a last line of defense. Like, this is why you know how to fight and throw a punch and throw a kick or whatever is because this is so you can protect yourself and you can protect others. And I'm like, okay. So I grew up with that understanding, protect. There was times where I went and I would get in fights for my friends. I remember I fought for my friend. He was small. I'm not going to say his name, a bunch of us still know him. I still know him to this day. He's still a friend. But um, he got into it with some older kids in school. He was in, I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast before, but my friend, we were in fourth grade and he was like smaller, chubby, tiny little guy. He was you know, like, he wasn't a fighter by any means. And then the sixth graders, and when you're in fourth grade, sixth graders are like fucking adults damn near. So they're all picking on him. And I remember I fucking walked in the middle of circle and I fucking, I stood up and fortunately my big homie, little Tony, funny, big homie, little, uh, my big homie, little Tony, shout out little Tony. He taught me how to talk shit before I went in the fourth grade. So when I was in third grade, when you're still on the small kid side of the school, before you go to fourth grade, it's fourth through sixth grade on the other side. And it was banged out. These kids were tagging up the walls. It was first generation gangsters. It was like, it, it was the wild west on this side. So like, he taught me how to talk shit. And he was like, yo, if you know how to talk shit, most of the people will just leave you alone. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So we'd practice. He's like, we'd practice in this driveway or like most of the time we'd be kicking on the green box. So his parents wouldn't hear stuff, but like <laughs> we'd be kicking on the green box out in front. And we live in San Diego singing about there all year. Um, and he just, we just practice. He's like, so fuck you motherfucker. What's up? And I'll be like, all right, fuck you motherfucker. What's up? What's happening? Like just practice talking shit, having like, defense moves in words so like if a sixth grader comes up to me it's like sup you little fourth grader maggot i'll be like fuck you homie what's up and he's like oh shit like all right you're good you're good never mind we're cool you know so like that worked but so i stepped up i started talking shit to help protect my friend and like oh what's up fourth grader boo and they start talking shit like that to me and sixth graders surround me my friend disappears i don't know where the fuck he went but it's just me surrounded by fucking sixth graders and I could fucking fight and I'm confident and I'm like, all right, let's fucking go, homie. And the main fucking shit talking guy, I'll never forget this guy's face. He's like twice my size. I'm this little rascal with a mullet and fucking like raggedy ass hand-me-down clothes that are literally adult size because they were my dad's and grandpa's old clothes that I'm wearing. And fucking this guy, I remember he's got like a, like a, uh, like Elmer's pig sort of face and nose and come like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's talking shit. I'm talking my fucking tight ass shit. And then, uh, so people are like, fight, fight, like beat his ass, blah, 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 beat his ass, yelling that to the guy to, to beat me up. So I'm like, all right, fucking like, what's up, homie? I fucking get ready. And this guy fucking runs up on me. I fucking pop, 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 fucking give this fool three piece with a biscuit, dude. He fucking just backs up. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. And then he's just like, his whole face is just munched. And he's just holding his face. And he's like, <laughs> he's just like, he doesn't know what to do. So like the whole fucking people, they just start throwing balls at me. Like the whole circle of sixth graders, they're all fucking throwing basketballs and fucking volleyballs and whatever the fuck they could at me. I'm getting all this shit thrown at me. I'm getting hit from fucking every angle. And that just kind of sent me into like rage mode. I was like, oh, like it made me so mad because I couldn't do anything. I'm getting hit from every fucking angle. Finally, I get so fucking mad. I'm just like, oh, like, what's up, homie? Like, let's fucking go. And like, and then I fucking like 
This dude, he tried to tra- he tried to charge me or rush me again. Fucking laces full up again. He didn't want nothing to do with it after that. As soon as fucking this fool got pieced up, I'm just standing there looking at it, everybody like, what's up? Like, ain't none of you motherfuckers going to talk shit to me or none of my motherfucking friends. Are you, you understand that shit? Like, I'm standing there, little fourth grader with my mullet, and I'm, I'm fucking talking mad shit. Like, because I, 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 I knew some key people who taught me some key shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, as a kid, I had to fucking put that shit out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm a protector. I'm going to protect my people. And it's like, I stand up for the fourth graders. Now these motherfucking punk ass sixth graders, guess what, fucker? You're about to go to junior high school. And guess what? Being fucking little fish at the junior high school, that shit is not fun. When it's bang the fuck out and you got to run, people are running fades every fucking day. Shit was crazy. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, masculinity back then for us in junior high was that fights were all the fucking time and there was like key fights i can still tell you specifics about fights that i wasn't even there for because the fucking legends of them were so huge and i can tell you of course all the ones i saw but the thing is is like as technology evolves we all evolve so i literally remember the first person that talked shit to me and my homies online and he thought shit was sweet he was younger so he grew up with the internet. He grew up with the internet thinking there's a distinction between, oh, this is just online. It's not real life. It's like if you like you're talking shit on a video game. It's like, oh, weird. That was just a game, bro. Versus. Yo, you don't say that shit. So it's like as us, we're a couple years older than this dude. Not by much. We're all in the same high school, right? And. And literally just being like a three-year difference of age is going to be massive with the impact technology had on you, especially with the internet. Because for me and my generation, it was like when I was in junior, when I was in, when I was in elementary school, my teachers were clowning on the internet. They didn't even understand it. They're like, just bring the TV in. Don't do all this shit. And then like junior high school, the internet still wasn't shit. High school, I got it at like, about halfway through high school, like internet instant, or sorry, American online instant messenger, AOL. That was the shit that we, that everybody was first on. L, the word term LOL was created on instant messenger. Um, that's like the OG shit. And with that, it like, we were having real conversations we had. The, the advantage that we thought we had or I guess that it did have was we were able to like talk to girls about way crazier shit than we were able to in real life or on the phone because it was like there was like this safety barrier there. You know what I mean? And it was like there was no screen capturing. There was none of that shit back in the day. So like it seemed pretty safe. Most of the shit you would say, you know what I'm saying? So like it was kind of just like this thing like that. And then But the first time somebody started talking shit to us, they started talking shit about my homie's dead mom who just passed away. And I'm like, nah, internet real, you are getting your motherfucking ass beat. So this fool got his motherfucking ass beat (laughs) at the park. And he got his ass beat another time years later at McDonald's by another homie for the same shit. This fool got beat up like 10 to 15 years after talking that shit. Because 
it was just like, yo, that was so disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, as I'm like observing the younger generation coming up and like how things are evolving and how even men my age are acting and turning into and evolving and we're all shifting and, and turning into different people as we grow up, you know? But the thing is, technology has like split so many of our brains and ways of thinking down so many avenues that we think this is the way this is about certain things. And we think this is the way about certain things. And then like, once that happens, we start having confirmation bias because our internet and our technology starts surrounding us with that because of the shit we search for, the shit we talk about, the shit we, whatever the fuck. And the whole thing of how our fucking phone listens to us and shit, like that shit's real as fuck. So I see that and I'm like, damn, it's where I see masculinity most per living, especially in the very youngest of generations right now, is in people skills. It's in the presence of people skills. Like that's kind of where the last hope and bit of masculinity lives and resides is inside people skills and how to react like so many men are so quick to uh, shy away from any kind of trouble because they are weak or have no danger factor themselves they can't hurt anybody or hurt anything if they needed to you know what i'm saying it's like and I think it was Jordan Peterson who said something like, oh, yes, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I need to come back with the, with him on the show. Anyway, um, or he's like, dude, like, a dangerous man is a good man. I, or something like, I'm probably misquoting the fuck out of this. But it's like, you want to be a dangerous man. You want to be a man who's capable of being dangerous. You don't want to be somebody who's fly off the handle, you go hurt you. No, you want to be able to fuck some shit up if you can. And that's what I believe that. I'm like, yo, I learned from a Buddha, the most respected Buddha that I've learned from, Esen Goenka. He taught me, and I fully fuck with him. Like, dude, if you need to beat the fuck, if you need to beat somebody's ass in order to help somebody who's way less fortunate and completely helpless and defenseless, that's what you got a fist for. And that's why you can throw a punch. And that's why you got nerves and guts and balls or whatever the fuck you got, right? That's what gives you the the step the fuck up, do something, protect. So it's like your masculinity has to live in some way, shape, or form. A lot of men put it into sports, cheering for other men, wearing another man's fucking last name on their back, cheering for that individual, and they live through that person's drive, that person's drive in masculinity and masculinity and strength. But what about your own strength? Your own strength can exist in words and thinking and writing and music and fucking helping kids and fucking helping whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? So that's why like when we hear happy wife, happy life, there's that occurs to me in two different ways. You're either a bitch ass punk ass motherfucker who gave up your fucking nuts and you were a neutered spade, whatever the fuck ass man. And you don't know the difference between your own pussy and any other one because you've given up. Oh no, happy wife, happy life. I'm not going to go on my vacation. I'm not going to ride motorcycles anymore. I'm not going to fucking play guitar. It annoys her. It's going to fuck you. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Happy wife, happy life does not mean be a bitch ass motherfucker. Happy wife, happy life means be a man who's capable of protecting and providing a safe space for your woman to be able to speak and create and invent and express and fucking be the highest, most feminine version of themselves. And you allow them to be that entire span of femininity because you are masculine enough to understand and appreciate the swing and the power and the the majesty and the majesticness of femininity and and what a woman could potentially be with the power of a strong man by her side. That's why it's like they say, oh, like with a strong woman, a man can accomplish anything. Well, no, you have to be a strong man in order for her to be a strong woman so you can fucking take these steps together. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Let's fucking talk to Casey and Jojo real quick. You picked me up when I was down. <laughs> oh, you're all that I ever knew. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my point is, it's like, if they can help uplift you, not necessarily be the one that just pick you up and make you happy. No, you can't make me happy. Only I can make me happy. Don't even try to make me happy. Just add to what the fuck I got. You know what I'm saying? And if that's not the mood, then listen. And we should both take turns doing that. And that's what partners and couples should do. So it's like when you have a safe space to express, you have a safe space to express your feelings, you have a safe place in your relationship to be a fucking man, to be a fucking G, to be a fucking gangster, not in the sense of being a real banged out fucking joint gang. I'm talking about being a gangster in the motherfucking sense of man up and handle your motherfucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Know how to throw a punch. Know how to fucking parallel park a car. Know how to fucking use some tools. Learn this shit. Know how, learn how to talk some shit. Learn how to fucking stand up and speak in front of a crowd. Learn how to stand up and speak for your kids. Like, that's why a lot of our kids are out of control because we don't know how to fucking stand up and speak for them. Because we don't know how to stand up and speak for our own fucking self. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, a lot of us think, oh, happy wife, happy life. But no, you're becoming more and more unattractive to her every day because of what you stand for. No, you're becoming more and more unattractive to your woman because of what you don't stand for every fucking day. And every day you do that, it's a layer of fucking fat around your gut physically or metaphorically just because you're not tapping into any of your masculinity and you have another man's name on your fucking back you know what i'm saying there's nothing wrong with being a fan of whatever but the name the another man's name on your back thing is a metaphor yes it's a physical thing there's nothing wrong with wearing a jersey and being a, a fan of whoever you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that what i'm talking about is like that's where all your happiness lives and all that. And you finally can feel like you're free and away from the rat race and feel like you're a fucking man when you got that jersey on and you can yell and scream and fucking pump your fists in the air. You know what I'm saying? You feel like you're the fucking king of your castle. Oh, that's right, motherfucker. What have you accomplished that makes you feel like that? What can you do? How can you make your woman feel like that? How can you make your woman feel so good that she makes you want to makes you want to feel like that? You know what I'm saying? Yo. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. I'm going to say, we went the fuck in. You got to make your fucking woman feel safe. You got to make yourself feel safe. And we can only do that by fucking practicing, tapping into our masculinity, evolving it with technology, 
and we can exist in the same world. We don't have to fucking kill lions every day. We don't got to worry about fucking bears jumping over our fucking fence in Southern California anymore. There was enough people who said, no, nah, fuck this. They're not getting my wife and dog while I'm at work and kids. Let's eradicate these motherfuckers from this area. I'm not saying it's right, but that's what the fuck happened. And now we don't worry about it. So we need to shift our masculinity and focus into shit where it's actually fucking proportional and makes sense. Yeah, dig. So I got to cut this short because I got a fucking lot to do still. I got to upload this episode. Go get my laundry. I just did all my credit card charges for my company. I got to make a phone call here in about 20 minutes. I do laundry. I got to clean the house. I got to get some shit ready. I need to eat. Then I got to go back and teach some lessons. And then I got to come back. Yo, shit's off the charts. So, yeah. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Please just be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell your best friends, cousins, uncles, gorilla breeding, tree climbing, rope swinging, best friends, parachuting, zebra trainer about the damn dude podcast, or simply just tell a friend or a family member or somebody you love or just share it because that shit helps us. And I appreciate it. And I'm sure you appreciate it. So I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. We should be on time next week. I hope you guys have a great weekend because I'm finally be dropping off kiddo back at home, I think. So yeah. Anyways, I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Much love. Peace. I don't wanna be here for days. So for thirty years. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. I love you guys. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you guys for taking the time to hear and consider what I have to say. Thank you for any of the compliments, reviews, shares, any of that. I'm truly, genuinely grateful. I very, very much appreciate it. Have a, seriously, have a beautiful day, a safe weekend. Love you guys. Much love. Peace. Damn, dude. Damn, dude.